Nah, I don't want to see Marge Simpson having sex because Marge Simpson has sex with Homer Simpson. I know. And if I see that, I'm watching Homer Simpson have sex. And I do not want to see that. Oh, brunch. Hit it, boys. We are coming to you live in a truck. In the front seat of my truck. The front seat. We were going to choose the back seat, Pete, but although there was more room in the back seat, maybe a, a more uh, conducive space for, for this type of medium, we it would have looked weird. It would have looked for sure weird once we got out of the truck after sitting in here for 30 minutes. I don't know if anybody would have noticed, but two guys just getting out of the back of a truck. Uh, in the middle of a, a movie theater parking lot. Not the best image to give off. I've come to find uh, it's probably looking just as weird what we're doing right <laughs> now. True. Which is sitting in the front seat of a truck, and actually, holding microphones <laughs> to our faces, and looking at each other and speaking. And actually, I'm pretty sure the back windows are tinted. So if we were to sit back there, nobody would see us. Instead, now everybody's looking at us uh, podcasting in the front seat of my truck. Instead, I guess you could say that this is our first live show, because the uh, the folks at AMC Berlin Burlington are uh, they're, they're getting an eyeful. Brunch is recorded uh, recorded in front of a live studio audience in the parking lot of AMC Burlington Ten. Pretty big audience. To, to, I mean, Dude, it's however many theaters times whatever many people. We saw the Meg mm-hmm. tonight. That theater was jam fucking packed, overflowing. That that was standing room only for yeah. the Meg. And that confirms it to me that seeing a movie at seven p.m. is the absolute worst idea on the planet. It's the worst idea. If they're gonna, if they're gonna pack a theater for the Meg, yeah, uh, you're gonna pack any theater at a seven p.m. showing. Like I said, last time I went at a seven p.m. was the Equalizer two. That yeah. was also packed. Two not very good movies. Yeah, uh, this uh, I was thinking maybe it's because it's. Uh, opening night for the Meg, but who's so excited to see the Meg? I didn't think that the Meg was going to get this many people total across the country to go to see this movie, <laughs> and they banged out like one of the big theaters in AMC, so good good a lot of kids, good a lot for of, the a oh, younger really? crowd, yeah. I was oh, okay. sitting next to uh, probably a pair of 10 or 12 year olds or something hmm. like that. Those motherfuckers would not stop talking. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The woman next to me was a bit chatty. Uh, I, by the time I picked my seats, because I'm trying to learn how to kind of split the difference between getting the seat really early and then being surprised by who's sitting next to me or uh, getting it late and having fewer options. I got my ticket like an hour before the movie, and the only seats available were uh, the companion seats to handicapped seats. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the person next to me was handicapped, but that seat was taken. Are you, are you like, allowed to take those? Like, if they're companions and there's nothing else? If there's nothing else. Like, I, I wouldn't... You, you can... You're allowed to take them... If the whole theater is empty, really? Yeah, you're okay. like that. You you can take that like any other one. I think that is it's, that like a handicapped bathroom stall situation, right? It's like a courtesy that like you, you, you leave that obviously open. don't go and take that. Yeah. Uh, but if there's nothing else available, you take it. I mean, I would hate. I mean, imagine like not having use of your legs, and also you have to see the Meg. <laughs> That's true. That that's was like, like you, you, you have your. That's like a stack deck against you. Like, like, why would you want to put yourself right? That? Like, like you are a very courageous person, and you overcome everything every day. Why would you want 
to give yourself the Meg, uh, which will bring us into the Meg. Uh, I thought of some good alternative uh, titles for the Meg while watching it. My original uh, alternative title. My Big Fat Dumb Shark movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That is, I think that that still applies. Still Uh, as good a fit as I can think of for that goddamn movie. Yep. My two that I came up with were uh, Shark Level Midnight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, my Big Fat Shark movie were... Nobody gets eaten by a shark, dude. That is the, that was the craziest thing about that movie. Like the only reason that I want to go see a shark movie. Yes, yeah, a shark eats some people. I've, I kind of got excited when I was walking into the mag. I was like, huh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see some, some a shark, a big ass shark, fuck some people up. Some creative deaths. I could kind of get down with this. Yeah, they that they didn't make any creative deaths in that movie. Nobody. They did kill people with the shark. It took a it, long time. Like and, and it by the time the shark started eating people. It was just making up for lost time. It was just like eating mouths, mouths full of people <laughs> yeah. instead of doing like there, there was one scene where you're like, that guy's so getting eaten by a shark and they're playing up like, hey, look how happy everything is. Oh, I'm in the water where there are sharks. What could possibly go wrong? And you're like, that guy's getting eaten by a shark. And he just gets eaten by a shark in a very simple way. A shark right. swims by and is like, so you're just here? Yeah. like I guess uh, I'll eat you. Like the, uh, you ever see Deep Blue Sea? No, Lucy is a pretty decent, good, uh, pretty decent shark movie. There's some creative shark deaths in that movie, mm. uh, and it's. I think that is sort of what I want in a shark movie. It's like a bunch of people trapped on or in some facility or structure or something like that, and they got to escape this shark. Mm. That is like the ideal shark movie with some creative deaths. This one sucked because it was like they were chasing the shark. Did you notice that like the shark wasn't presenting a threat yes. to anybody well, that's throughout why... pretty much that entire movie? When they're trying to kill it, when they're trying to do all these things to it, I'm like, it hasn't attacked anybody yet. It ha- like it hasn't done anything bad to these people. It's just probably lived its life. They were going after the shark for about eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, uh, and the shark was presenting no threat to anybody. Uh, it was sort of like that video, that video that we watch uh, in our free time sometimes, where it's uh, the puppet. And the puppet is asking the guy in the park. Oh, and, why are you facing the camera? Yeah, and the guy's following. He's like, get the camera out of my face. Get the camera out of my face. Yeah. He's like, sir, you're following the camera. <laughs> why sir, are you why facing are you the camera? Do you, do you understand the, do you understand the, the contradiction, contradiction between what between your what you're saying verbally and your actions? You're facing the get camera. The, get the camera out of my face. But, sir, you're following the camera. We're you're walking breaking away. It. And you're following the camera. So that's my <laughs> so big fat funny. shark movie. Right, they're going after the shark, and they're like, "This shark's trying to kill us." Right, it's like, "Well, just just get away from the shark." That's why I called it uh, my big fat shark movie, where nobody gets eaten by a shark. The reason I called it uh, Shark Level Midnight is because it is just the worst movie. (laughs) It's really bad, (laughs) and it's just carried out. Terrible. It's just carried out. Like threat level midnight, night midnight. It starts with like, "Hey, Jason Statham, are you gonna go dive uh, to do this res- rescue mission?" No, I told you I don't dive anymore. It's, well, but the rescue mission is to save your wife. Oh, <laughs> and, like we didn't know that. Like these people, like we don't know who any of these fucking people are. Like I don't, I don't have a relation to no any of these characters. And they start off the movie with Jason Statham's character. They make it very clear that that guy. Loves beer. Oh, yeah. They spent like eight scenes explaining that he really likes beer. Yeah. And he's like, hey. It's something bad happened. Now he drinks beer. beer. Yeah. Uh, And then he spends about 20 minutes being like, hey, 
I know you're going to try to convince me to go on this mission. I'm not going on this mission. You're going to try to tell me this thing. Uh, I don't care. I'm not going on this mission. Then you're going to try to explain that you're going to give me a lot of money. Don't care. I'm going. On, I'm not going on this. And mission. And then the first thing they tell the him, he's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." Exact first thing they say, he's like, <laughs> "Yep, all right, I'm going on the mission." Right. And they didn't even. There was no push and pull or anything. Like the next scene is him like suiting up, wearing a <laughs> a wetsuit. Uh, which, by the way, I always find funny, like in those things when they, they go in like these tanks and they're diving underwater in these things and they're going to go up against a shark. They put on a wetsuit before they do it. Yeah. That's going to protect you. If Right. <laughs> if any scenario presents itself where the wetsuit is coming into play, you're dead. This would have been a perfect movie for them for like them to just stick Jason Statham in some fucking cargo shorts and like Timberlands yeah. and have him jump in the water. Because nothing else in this movie fucking made sense at all. Terrible use of Jason Statham. He doesn't fight a person the entire time. No, no. They had him fight an 80-foot, 90-foot shark. His could have played been played by anybody right anybody in the world so that was like a chris pratt role like give that role to chris pratt you know uh fucking night at the jurassic park style yes yes (laughs) uh but the the guy uh from fear the walking dead i feel so bad for that guy That guy is way better than this shit like every time i see him in something i'm like man it's too bad that he's got to be in this because I think I like this guy and he's only in bad shit. And it's crazy because you would think that that guy would be a well-respected actor because every person that he plays uh, in every role is wildly different. He's yeah. the Mexican guy from Training Day and he plays the oh, Australian right. guy in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's he's very very good and I felt bad that he was in that. Uh I'm not a huge character development guy. I don't always need character development, but holy like smokes. Of it. <laughs> this movie like they, again, it starts off with, "Hey, you've got to save someone, but it's your wife." Okay, I'll, or your ex-wife. Okay, I'll go save my ex-wife. Hi, I'm the boss. <laughs> Do you know my daughter? gorgeous woman <laughs> it was just and just nothing changes the entire time and you're like oh i bet gorgeous woman and jason statham are gonna develop some sort of flirtation how should we establish this yeah oh she walks in on him after he uh, gets out of the shower yeah and she'll stare at him for five minutes yeah they really did not need to shoehorn a romance into this movie at all no this movie didn't need to get made period but I, you also don't need <laughs> a fucking romance in this my big fat dumb shark movie yeah uh so this takes place on what Rain Wilson's character, who I think no one's sure exactly what that guy was. Uh, he bankrolls a uh, like a an under, underwater uh, research facility. research facility, and uh, all he talks about is how much money he's spending on it. He's not a bad guy, but he's but everyone acts around him as though he's a bad guy. Yeah, he does a dumb thing at the end. He's just like a du- but- he's just like a sort of. Uh, obnoxious yeah. kind of ignorant billionaire. You know, he's the obnoxious American. Yeah, he's like Donald Trump because there's a lot of uh... he's Don. He's he is Donald Trump. Yeah, he is the guy. He's the billionaire who just constantly talks about how much money he has and less uh, racist. Brags about yes, very less racist. And he gets and accused like, of being of, he gets accused yes. of being racist in a very funny scene. A guy, uh, one of the guys, uh, they all fall into the water, and uh, this guy's yelling like, "Help! I can't swim!" And he's like. Are you fucking kidding? And the guy, and it's a black guy, and he's like, "Oh, like racist?" And he's like, "No, you work in this underwater thing. How do you not know how to swim?" It's that was funny. a decent. Uh, that was a decent scene. Like that was a. Uh, 
It was uh, fun. It's good to work in some racism wherever you can. Wherever you can. Well, it was cool. It was a little like racism fake out. <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah, I was like, oh, come on, Rain Wilson's character. You're not. Ra- oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> that was one of two laughs I got. Uh, that one, one. And at the end of the movie, uh, did you see when the uh, the movie ended with it saying Finn on the screen, and then someone started clapping, yes. stopped clapping pretty quickly, and said no. <laughs> I didn't hear them say no. Well, I should have said it louder then, because that was me. <laughs> Are you clapping? Yeah, that was no me. No way. Yeah, that was, was me. Was that really that you? Was me. Oh and the God. woman next to me laughed so hard and said, that just made my day. And I was, I just felt so fucking good, because the theater was fucking packed, and I just gave it up. That was a very enthusiastic clap, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was going to bring that up on the podcast, being like, some fucking asshole claps at the end of that movie. Man, you should have waited for me to get there, because it would have been a way funnier reveal. Fuck, goddammit. But it did, it just, like, hit me, like... I, 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 it wasn't on. even like a plan. I just fucking started clapping, and <laughs> I felt so good about it as I was doing it because there was just dead silence. <laughs> I don't think anybody in that theater liked that movie, which <laughs> no. is a wild thing because because well, everyone went to that movie. Yeah, on opening night. Like, do you are you is anyone going to that movie thinking it's going to be good? We both right. went because we had it fucking circled as this shit looks so stupid. Like there was a theater full of people that went to the Meg on the opening night. Not ironically, yeah, uh, like we did. I would, I would say we did that. The woman next to me went right? by herself. Like I don't think she was going ironically. I don't think that she's going right. home and like posting on Facebook. <laughs> this is what old people do. They you go on Facebook know. and you they think say they're podcasting in their car right now. Uh, Maybe, but you did. You showed up with a fucking SeaWorld shirt. Yeah, to no, see the Meg. It's a uh, it's a Rockport shirt. Just, oh, yeah. Mm. It's uh, my my grandmother got me this shirt. When I was in like middle school or That's something, for sure, a grandma shirt. Yeah, and I just decided I was like, I'm going to wear this shirt, and I think this was before I knew what irony was, and I before the term hipster existed, and this was just like a fucking shirt that I wore, and I would okay. wear this with cool clothes, and now I still wear it. I have one of those with like a uh, wolves on it, but uh, wolves are cool, hmm. so. Uh, no, well, these a, animals are cool. Dolphin. This is a dolphin, and a, dolphins uh, are overrated. I think. Uh, Rain Wilson's character dies by uh, trying to kill uh, one of the Megs. There are multiple Megs, and Spoiler. and he bombs the Meg and bombs it like three times just to be sure, and then goes over to check it out, and he's like, "Oh, whoops, this is a whale," and then a Meg eats him. <laughs> Great uh, humor. There were there were two. Rain Wilson attempted twice to kill uh, the Meg. The first time was via helicopter where he shoots it or he hires people to shoot it with a machine gun. Yep, that'll that get did it. not work. Mm-hmm. And the second time he hired a helicopter and then threw bombs off it and yeah. it ended up killing a whale instead. And both yeah, both times the Meg did not die. One time he did die. <laughs> When we go to, uh, speaking of these crazy t-shirts, when we go to Atlanta this weekend, we should uh, see if, like, what what would Atlanta sell for, like, these kinds of t-shirts? Uh, strip club shirts? Yeah, that's probably what it would be. It would just be, like, Atlanta in Comic Sans, and then, like, cartoon strippers. <laughs> what would cartoon strippers look like? I, uh, I feel like that's probably a thing. Yeah, like, it, it, it's like uh, boardwalk shirts. Like uh oh yeah like uh what's it called the spray shirts yeah airbrush airbrush yeah, yeah with, with where it's a white t shirt and they it's uh, a Tweety Bird on a stripper pole yeah uh that was a thing for a while the uh what was it um 
It was like cartoons having sex with each other. Yeah, they have those on like porn sites now. Really? Yeah, have you ever seen like the sidebar advertisements where it's like Marge Simpson having sex? Oh, really? <laughs> that I don't want to see Marge Simpson having sex because Marge Simpson has sex with Homer Simpson. I know. And if I see that, I'm watching Homer Simpson have sex. And I do not want to see that. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Uh, any other thoughts about the Meg? I can't imagine. Um, uh, let me think. No. Uh, oh, one guy. So there's, in the beginning, Jason Statham uh, makes a decision that kills a lot of his crew. And one of the surviving members blames him for it. He's like, yeah. all these people died because of you. All these people died because of you. And then there's a scene where uh, the Meg is kind of near the boat. And he looks back at Jason Statham and he was like, I forgive you. You're a good guy. And then he sacrifices himself to the Meg. That, was- that does not equate no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't that wasn't what happened at all. He tried to he saved. The, he was uh, you know yeah no he was saving the he was giving the, the girl the, the, yeah he was he was giving them all time to get away yeah yeah but he turns back to Jason Statham and he's like you're a good guy and like that's not even Stephen like you did not need to die to <laughs> yeah. forgive him you could have said that at any other point. Well, the, earlier in the movie, he Jason Statham tells him that if he saves uh, his ex wife mm-hmm. because she got stabbed with a screwdriver yeah uh, in the beginning of the movie I don't think like death was ever on the table there uh yes it was they stayed down there no no no. but like like she got saved had the screwdriver in her belly yeah and he was like she's in stable condition and jason statham's like if you save her we're even it's like i just like i said she's stable stable. (laughs) yeah oh okay i gotcha and so he was like if you save her we'll call it even and then they like never really got back to that and then the other dude sacrificed himself yes uh there was what was oh there was a fucking oh the the Meg comes and eats people during a girl's wedding mm-hmm. and uh, she and later they flash back to the wedding and she's yelling about how her wedding is ruined versus yes, uh, that, like, all these people are, people are dead dead yeah uh, yeah that that scene takes place on the absolute worst nightmare beach of all time yeah it is filled with people like. Obviously, Children I think they played it up to be like, There's, this is one of the most highly den- densely populated yeah. beaches in the world. But that would not, that beach would not fucking exist. Nobody would go to that beach because there is absolutely no room to move. There is tubes everywhere. There is, uh, there's like rafts in the middle of the, the ocean. There's somebody driving a ski-doo through all the fucking people. Horrifying. And there's uh, a dude in a giant uh, bubble yeah. just running. Uh, with the bubble on top of the water, it was the worst beach of all time. The first half of this movie is made to look like perhaps it's a uh, like a coal miner rescue type of movie, yeah. and I was like, "Oh hell no!" Because I don't know, I can't watch those those types of movies because you get all claustrophobic yeah. and everything. So I was like, "This this part of the movie better not fucking last because I'll walk right out of here with all my candy." And uh, it didn't last. But then they went to that fucking beach where there's a million fucking kids on top of each other. And That's I was a like, different kind of claustrophobia. This is just, this is my big fat claustrophobic shark movie where nobody gets eaten by a shark. <laughs> it really was. It was, uh, it was fucking terrible. Uh, that was, that was somehow worse than I expected it to be. Yeah, me too. I think it's because Rain Wilson wasn't in it as much as I thought he was going to be. And I think that Rain Wilson, at but, least, like, he, Rain he, Wilson was terrible in this. Yeah. But, like, Rain Wilson, at least, you know what you're getting. You know that you're getting a pretty annoying, uh, pretty nerdy character. 
And this overall was worse than pretty annoying and pretty nerdy. The cast this was stupid. The cast was better than I expected it to be, like at least on paper. Everybody was bad in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But like th- I didn't I didn't realize that uh that Ruby Rose was in this movie. Who's Ruby Rose? Uh the girl with the short hair with oh, all the tattoos. Yeah. Um, What's she from? She's was from Or uh, Orange Is the New Black. She was uh, also in John Wick Two. Um, oh, cool! Remember, she was the person who didn't speak in John Wick Two. She was uh, like the the dumb woman, I think, or maybe she was deaf. I don't know, deaf mm-hmm. and dumb. Okay, she like she was. You don't remember her? No, I started to watch John Wick Two again the other day, uh, but I forgot to continue watching it. Okay, well, yeah. she was in it. Um, the guy from uh, the black guy was the guy from uh, Blue Mountain State played a running back in blue mountain state oh man anyone has ever watched that did that oh, have yeah. multiple seasons yeah that had like i think three seasons maybe Ooh, what I was that in college it was really like a college show yeah i was getting just about to say what it, what was that show's demographic oh 100 college kids 100 percent college bros it was supposed to be like a varsity blues type of yeah it was just like an absolutely show. ridiculous like very problematic bro-y football show Today's episode of Brunch from Pete's Truck is brought to you in part by Hims. Did you know that 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35? The thing is, when you notice that it's going, it's almost too late at that point. So you want to get out in front of it. It's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair that you've lost. So if you've seen more of your forehead lately, if you've seen your hair thinning, if you think that it's on the way, get out ahead of it. Go to 4 because thanks to science, baldness can now be optional. 4 is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat your hair loss without having to break the bank. And they don't use any of that sketchy crap like snake oils and waiting rooms. So, if you want to get your FDA-approved prescriptions... Uh, just answer a few questions, upload some photos, and a doctor will prescribe you the prescription that you need. Products are shipped directly to your door. Uh, 4Hims has even shared real before and after Instagram photos posted by actual clients, and they're awesome. So go to 4Hims.com to check those out. Also go to 4Hims.com uh, to get a free trial month of Hims, or not free, a trial month of Hims for $5 right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. It would cost you hundreds of bucks if you went to a doctor or pharmacy, but instead you can go to 4 slash brunch. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash brunch, 4 slash brunch. Uh, speaking of problematic, uh, I was looking for a movie to watch the other day, and I was thinking I was going to dive back into uh, Meryl Streep because I sent out a tweet being like, yo, what are the Meryl Streep movies that, that need to be watched? And Randy said a few, uh, a bunch of people said a few, so I've got a list of Meryl Streep movies I'm going to check out. Um, but I decided to watch Multiplicity instead. Have you seen Multiplicity? I don't think so. It's with Michael Keaton? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. What's the so, plot of that one? It, so it came out in the 90s. He, uh, It's about a dad who uh, works construction and everything is he's just so busy he doesn't have enough time in the day so he clones himself ah. and uh then uh he decides you know what i'm gonna clone myself again and then one of the clones decides to clone himself so now there are four michael keaton's going around and uh he thought it was going to be a good idea isn't and- one of them like like very messed up so here's where it gets very 90s where you could just get away with anything 
Not e- like not only could you get away with it, even if it was a bad idea, you would just do it anyway because it's problematic. Yeah. Like you, th- that's where you got the bad shit out of your system was the nineties. Uh, so he makes one of them the, like mentally disabled. There are four. There are four of him. The original him. Yep. Uh, the first clone who's just kind of an asshole. The second clone who's gay, and the third what? clone who is mentally challenged. Oh my god! And that's exactly how I the pitch went. They're like, "How about he clones himself a bunch of times, but it's not what he expects. He makes himself accidentally gay, <laughs> and then he makes himself accidentally mentally challenged." But it was the '90s, so they definitely didn't, didn't say mentally challenged. Uh, and uh, I was gonna ask too. I was gonna say, "Oh, four Michael Keatons in one movie. How do you tell the difference between them?" Mm, I bet I can guess now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's the real thing that here's the real problem that he runs into. Like those don't even end up being obstacles. Like okay. the because the the gay one um like does a lot of cooking and uh oh, like is uh helps organize shit and stuff. Like just every gay stereotype that exists, they yes. put on that guy. And uh I mean the the fourth one really doesn't help with with much. He kind of does ruin things. But here's the one thing he overlooked. Uh they all just won't stop having sex with his wife. <laughs> yeah. The gay one? Uh yeah, they all have sex what? with his wife. Yeah. Why is it, why is the gay guy? And his number his one wife? rule is like don't have sex with my wife. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go out. I'm going to going to go away for a few days and just like yeah, I think in one night Andrea McDowell has sex with all three other Michael Keatons. Does she know that they they're not the original no. Michael Keaton? Okay. No, he doesn't tell anybody that that he's cloned himself. Okay. So, uh like so th- she that has sex night, with the mentally disabled Michael Keaton, and yes. she doesn't realize that. Yes. Oh, I need to watch this fucking movie, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's something I hadn't seen it in forever. All I remembered was uh, this funny line from it where uh, Andrew McDowell is talking to him, saying like, "What's happened to you? You're all over the place these days. I just like, just like one day you're one person, the next you're somebody else. What do you want? Tell me what you want." And it's the fourth one she's talking to, and the fourth one goes, I want pizza. <laughs> oh, no. And oh, it's no. so funny. That was the only thing I remembered. I just remembered cloned himself. One of them had that going on, and he wanted pizza. How did he fuck? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, did he do a good job? You're yeah. Saying? Or like, are, or are you saying, like, how did somebody that stupid fuck? No, like, how did he do? Uh, I don't think she had any complaints. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Good for him. Although Michael Keaton does ask the third one, who is the gay one, uh, did might, might she enjoy, like, did she enjoy, do you think that she enjoyed you more than she enjoyed me? And I think he answered it in the normal way, which is like, how the fuck would I know? <laughs> she wasn't like, hey, if hypothetically you were a clone, I would like this more than... <laughs> Than who I normally have sex with, which is you, and I don't know that you're not a clone, or that you're a clone. Uh, it's a crazy movie, but uh, I'm glad I watched it. I rented it. I think I've still got like another day on it. Probably gonna bang it out once or twice over, more. I might come over and uh, get have that a free nice watch, watch, Playboy. Party. Yeah, <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched the uh, the Ted Kennedy movie Chappaquiddick. The other nice. Day. I'm long overdue to see that. Uh, it is better than I expected. Um, it made me very mad. I did know the story surrounding mm-hmm. that movie, but holy fuck, uh, fuck Ted Kennedy and just fuck that whole family. I guess mm. that whole family was screwed up all the way through. Uh, and I guess like my takeaways from that is that uh, 
well, first of all, Ed Helms had the worst Boston accent I've oh, ever heard. Oh, no. I didn't uh, know he was in it. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, he's like the, He's got like the supporting role in that. It's okay. him and Jim Gaffigan, which is a what? very weird pe- weird pairing. But Jim Gaffigan, For a drama? Yeah, but Jim Gaffigan was actually good. Nice. He was good. Um, Ed Helms, not so much. And I hate when people do that, too. I hate when people from Boston are like critiquing the Boston yeah, accent. Yeah. That bothers me. Like, because when people, people who have good Boston town, accents don't sound yeah, good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Ed Helms, Ed Helms was distractingly bad. Mm. Uh, Kate Mara dies in another political role. Can't so believe it. So she should stop taking those. Um, Why? It's such easy work. That's you only well, got to do like she had to do two thirds of a movie. She had to do a full season of House of Cards with Kevin Spacey, so she yeah, really earned true. her paycheck yeah. for that one. Although he probably wasn't interested in her, that's knowing true, what we know yeah. about Kevin Spacey. Remember his big apology. I'm sorry, everybody. It's just I'm that I'm gay. gay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the movie was better than I expected. Gary, our guy Gary Tangway's in it. Yes. That caught me by surprise. Uh, so we always recommend movies to each other, and I thought and. He was really pushing, like, you got to see Chappaquiddick. See Chappaquiddick. Have you seen Chappaquiddick yet? And he was doing that the way I'm like, yo, have you seen Mamma Mia? Here we go again yet? So I didn't realize that he was in it. Uh, and then I, I learned like a month ago that he was in it and then I meant to see it and I still haven't. They, uh, they do it in a pretty funny way. Like his appearance caught me so off guard because they start off with a scene where he's interviewing somebody, but like I wasn't paying attention to the voice. So I didn't realize that it was Gary Tangway and then they go. So that's basically like, uh, um, like a, uh, flash forward it's the first scene in the movie. So then they get there eventually like an hour and a half into it, but then they, then they extend it, and then they go, and they show Gary Tangway. Ah. And so I'm like, ah, it's Gary! <laughs> ah, so he plays a news guy? Yeah. I yeah. went to his IMDb, IMDb page yeah. after that, and he's got, like, four roles, and it's all, like, newscaster, anchor, newscaster, newscaster. So, it's, so I mean, we ought to have him on here, because he's a fascinating dude. Uh, he, I know, like, he goes out for parts that aren't newscaster. He just I, never gets I, I bet that, no, like, I don't know, but... I, I bet that he would love to play something that isn't a uh, newscaster. But he is like the most perfect newscaster. Right. He just looks and more, more importantly sounds yes. so much like a, like a newsman. You know what he should go out for is like uh, the Onion sports uh, videos yeah. and stuff like that. Because you were telling me that. Uh, I think that he's. You know what? I, Bar Burton. Yeah. Uh, uh no, Le- uh Levon Reed is that his- Levin Reed, Levin, Levin Reed. Reed. Yeah, uh, Levar Burton. Burton is the Reading Rainbow guy. <laughs> oh. No, well, he didn't fall enough. that far. Uh, what? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, Levin. That Reed. would be a huge t- going from Reading Rainbow to no, an know, Onion no. News <laughs> thing. I thought I thought you were I thought you were uh, that was a jab at Levin Reed. Saying that, like, falling to the Reading Rainbow would be a oh, falling no. far. I was like, what are you no. talking about? That's a gig, man. No, they should bring back Reading Rainbow. They are. On Netflix. Really? Yeah. You guys know how we feel about the post office. This is a very pro post office podcast. We love it. Uh, but these days, you can get pretty much anything on demand. Like this podcast, you can download it whenever, listen to it whenever. It's all about you. You, 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 you. Uh, everything's got to be convenient for you. But... Did you know that you could get postage on demand? You sure can. All you need is stamps.com. If you don't feel like going to the post office, which you might, because again, post office is awesome. It's a good time. But if you don't feel like it, you can go to stamps.com. It's a very, very easy experience. You can get all the postage you need. You can print out labels and, and do all that fancy stuff right from home, 
right from your office, right from wherever you need to be. Uh, so just go to stamps.com. We've got a special offer for you. It's a four-week trial that includes postage and a digital scale. So go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brunch. That's stamps.com, promo code brunch. What are you waiting for? You never need to go to the post office again unless you feel like it because you love it because the post office is great. But if you don't feel like it, stamps.com, promo code brunch. They'll give you a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com, microphone at the top of the homepage, type in brunch. Have I told you about somebody feed Phil yet? Uh, No. Have I really not? I don't think so. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boot this car up because it is getting steamy Let's get in that. That's, well, when we're dropping get that heat AC like this. Uh, so I was watching a... So, so, all right, here's the long story. Lake Street Dive, uh, I know, got nominated for a, an Emmy because they sang, they did the theme song for a show called Somebody Feed Phil, and I knew it was on Netflix. So I was like, you know what, I'll check it out. And it's this delightful, I don't know, like 55-year-old Jewish man who is just the happiest, sweetest guy in the world, and he just goes around Whoops. eating. And and that's it. It's like any food show or whatever. But this guy is just so fucking charming, and I love him so much. Like he's like the he he doesn't have much bravado. He's just a, a man who An likes average to guy. go. Yeah, and but he's he's better than average, man. He's <laughs> awesome. And his name's Phil Rosenthal, and he's very rich, clearly. Uh, and he he'll do these things with his friends, so like Tracy Morgan will join him for a meal, things like that. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Because I've I've never seen him on any Food Network thing or whatever. And he so it's basically comedians in cars getting coffee, but it's Phil getting lunch. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he's the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. What? Yes. Wait, what's his last name? Rosenthal. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and. Uh, it's amazing, and now I've been doing like a deep dive on uh, Ray Romano uh, stuff, which is how we uncovered him just murdering Letterman in the '90s. Uh, but like, he'll make reference to like uh, because at one point Ray Romano was making two million dollars an episode. He was the highest paid actor on television, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, "I was obviously known for getting a very, very huge cut, but he was like, Phil was really getting all the money." So I'm like, man. This Phil, Phil was bankrolling off fucking Everybody Loves Raymond, but he was stashing it away for his goddamn food e- adventures. Phil eats lunch, yeah. TV show Fluffernutters with Phil. <laughs> it's so fucking good though. Uh, we and get Phil on from watching it, you can tell it's like it's basically like watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and being like, I know that this that this show is what we associated with Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Seinfeld's act, but this humor is totally this guy. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the, the food stuff, like, he's, he said that the, uh, the like, all the cooking stuff, because food's obviously a huge part of Everybody Loves Raymond, yep. that's clearly all from him. Like, his mom is, a uh, is like, a bad cook, and he, because, like, Raymond was an Italian character, I'm assuming they didn't want to make the mom a bad cook, so they made <laughs> Deborah <laughs> a bad cook. And... It was just so great. So I'm watching that. Uh, I watched the New York one. I always watch, uh, when I'm watching a, a food show, I always watch the ones that are kind of attainable to me. If it's like 
New York. I'm like, cool. Uh, theoretically, I, I can go to New York yeah. next weekend. If it's like Shanghai, I'm like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'll probably never be there. <laughs> so, like, what if I watch this and it's and I'm like, fuck, I need all this food that they have in Shanghai. Were you, uh, were you ever a Bourdain guy? Uh, no, I wanted to get into him once he died, which is a weird thing to say. Like, I, I felt no, bad I when, not like I was missing out or anything, but, like, I just felt bad that this guy clearly had such a profound impact on so many people, and, and I just no didn't idea. participate yeah. in it. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I feel the same way. I also just feel like it's one of those things, There is there's no pressing need for me to get into it because I know that I'm going to be into it uh, no matter what, that I just feel like... I'm kind of saving it for it's when like I the need Beatles. It. Yeah, it's like I, I I'm saving it for when I need it because I know that I'm gonna love it. Yeah, so I that's the way I sort of feel about Bourdain. But um, I'm surprised that I'm not into that yet because I do fucking love those shows. Like I love travel. Yeah, I love like all those shows that they're just like, hey, let's go to this place and just let's like report on the culture and show yeah. some food and shit. Uh, the biggest issue with those types of shows is that i get really jealous when i watch them oh yeah and i'm like fuck i need to i need to drink i saw somebody post a goddamn instagram story the other day of them at a baseball game and like drinking a beer i was like i'm i'm gonna drink a beer now like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just went straight to my fridge and i was like i gotta have a beer uh i did that with the sopranos because mm. they eat so much fucking italian food that <laughs> you I had just, handfuls I, of I, uh i was on prosciutto an italian kick uh, while I was watching The Sopranos. You were I was eating order- salad after dinner left and right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I was like ordering Bertucci's like three nights a week. <laughs> like, same, same thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the shittiest Italian food. Uh, Bertucci's pizza is really good, though. Bertucci's is honestly not that bad. No, it's like yeah. It's a chain restaurant. It's right. not the but, Olive Garden. Right, it's not the Olive Garden. It's not uh, like it's not Chili's or anything like that. No. But then again, like I go it's to Chili's Italian and tear it up. Food, though, like, well, yeah. it's, like I grew up in an Italian family where they made Italian food because I'm Italian. I don't know if you know that. Ooh, uh, I eat salad. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just like I mean, it's 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 average Italian food. It was still like a, a very attainable Italian food that I needed after watching The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, when I when I watched Master of None, I was always oh, very yeah. like, damn, I need pasta. Because maybe that's why Aziz Ansari has that like weird body that he has. Did like we ever talk about what fat? a weird body he has? He's like skinny fat. He's so skinny. Like he but is narrow, pouch. but he's got like he's got this pouch. belly. Yeah. yeah, he's got a beer belly, but it's definitely not from beer. Because I don't imagine that guy drinks beer a ton. Maybe I'm wrong. I would honestly be surprised if he drank a ton. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, if, but I bet when he does drink, he drinks like liquor. Or yeah, or yeah, like cocktails, right? Things like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I bet that that little pouch that he has is from fucking spaghetti. Yeah, and which also is... that guy's never worked out a day in his life. Right, but that's sweet. Like I would love if my only vice was fucking spaghetti. Yeah, I would. Oh, like imagine if you could eat spaghetti all the time. I never eat spaghetti. Yeah, imagine if you could eat spaghetti all the time and still be like ninety five percent skinny. I thought you were going to say ninety five pounds, and I was going no. to say this opens the next conversation, which. Is Aziz Ansari 95 pounds? I think so. He really might be. No, like 95% skinny. So, like, if he was ever Should we do a poll? Uh, This would be kind of problematic. How much much do you think Aziz Ansari weighs? And the the options are, like, 30 pounds. I was... 50 uh, pounds. 70. 90 plus. The other day, uh, Dallas Buyers Club was on, and I was watching Matthew McConaughey. Like, even in the beginning of that movie... He's so fucking skinny. Mm-hmm. He's just ridiculously skinny. 
And I was like, man, I would love to know how much he weighed, like how much weight he lost for this movie. And then I thought of uh, the guy who asked Michelle oh, Pfeiffer yes. that and just fucking bombed. Like yeah. that guy was going to get killed anyway for asking that. But he asked it in the worst possible. <laughs> He's like, hello, first question. I have a daughter. How much did you weigh in the movie? Scarface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everybody booed. Uh, and that guy just got publicly shamed, which I don't know. Like, that's. I, that's no, he was asking a good question, yeah, but, but he did he it in did the, the dumbest way possible. possible. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know. It's it, uh, Matthew McConaughey. How is, much do you think Matthew McConaughey weighed in Dallas Buyers Club? Oh fuck! I because mean, has he ever had? Guy. Has he ever had like arms or anything? I, I'm, he's never been like jacked, but he's yeah. always been in pretty good shape, like skinny, muscular. Right. So like, I imagine. So like what? Ha- so like you, for example, you have big arms. You, what would happen if you needed to like lose a lot of weight for a podcast and? just got like super skinny what would happen to your arms like if you just like stopped eating or if you just started doing a shitload of cardio would your arms go away yeah i think they would just like they would really shrink i bet that they would be like pretty small but they'd like maintain some definition but they would just be really small and like wiry but how would you be able to get them back would you have to like do all the shit that you did for years to rework to get there which is oh that's crazy that i mean that's why it's like crazy to me that um like Christian Bale, when he when he was Batman, he was obviously in like great shape, and then he was like also in The Machinist, and he was, I think he was like 110 pounds Jesus. in that role, and then he got fat for uh, for some movie that he did. I don't remember which one it was, but he that guy's been all over the place, and he's he's like the go to guy for body fluctuation in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. Everybody always points to Christian Bale just because he has like the most drastic. Uh, he's on both ends of the spectrum. I saw a like a targeted ad thing probably because they were like, "Hey fatty." Uh, <laughs> but it was like a, it was like a workout app and it said uh, see results in 4 weeks. Yeah. And I was like, "4 weeks, motherfucker? Like if I eat right and I'm exercising, you see results in fucking 10 days." Yeah, it happens. I mean, but like nobody notices that shit except you right and also now that i think of it when it says see results in like in four weeks it probably means like an, like, like a, a, you're an, getting towards what you want not just a change right or like uh so like i'm uh i am i don't, I don't know how to fucking describe my body i am not i do not have a strong upper body or a lower body <laughs> got that strong mid body though ladies That's strong uh, dude. um no uh i've got a belly, I've got big thighs. That's my body. And for me, if I like eat right and run every day or go to spin class or whatever, like in a couple of weeks, yeah, I can like yeah, but I can I can get a little slimmer. But that's but I you're think close that they're to the right, pretty close, not not too far detached from like what would be considered normal. And I think that when they're saying see results in four weeks, they're talking about somebody who's just like your average person, like not skinny, not fat. And it's like, you'll start to see that your arms are getting bigger in four weeks versus like you'll have dropped a little weight. But either way, they got to phrase that better. They got to be like, your arms are going to be huge in four weeks, (laughs) which would be a lie. But like your arms will be a little bigger in four weeks. You got to give me something more than see results in four weeks. Because when you're doing that shit, you're looking in the mirror every 10 seconds to try to find, like, is this working at all? Yeah. Four weeks, man. People aren't patient enough for that shit. We're all going to be dead in four weeks. 
Yeah, but also, like, there are people, like, if you really want to get in shape, people always say, like, give it six months. Like, <laughs> six, yeah, like, programs are usually around, like, three to three six Three to months. six, yeah. So, uh, if somebody's, like, four weeks, then you got somebody's attention. Right. I know that, like, Hollywood trainers, their thing is they say, like, I need three months with the people. Yeah. Um, and four weeks is still close enough to, like, hey, I got a, va- a vacation in a month. So yeah. I results. So yeah. that's probably why they go with that. Yeah. Uh, we got a vacation tomorrow. We're sure. uh, we're taking off. We're hitting the air. We're hitting the air. Flying the coop. We're we, gliding in the sky. Yep. We're gliding in the sky to Atlanta. Uh, if you guys have been keeping up on the social media, haven't been jumping ship. I mean, man... Like between the Raymond thing we put up and all this shit, like well, the there's thing good actually, stuff on the there. The Raymond thing actually did like somewhat numbers for us and helped good. It should have. People need to our, know that yeah. was fucking. He went out there with bars about a cookie and <laughs> fucking murdered. These people didn't know this guy. They didn't need to laugh at him, and he fucking tore the house down. You know who he? Uh, you know who he reminded me of in that in that uh, original clip was? Is it? Does he have that guy who plays like his cousin and everybody loves Raymond? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Is he he in like Seinfeld too? No, he's so I don't know if he's in. He might be in Everybody Loves Raymond, but he was in. uh, He plays Ray's cousin. He was in what's the show? He was in Spin City. Oh right, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 right. So, but I know which guy you're talking about. He's also in Scrubs. He plays the hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, no, that's that's the bigger guy. Oh, that's who you're talking. No, about. no. Oh, yeah, I know you. Oh, you're talking about the sh- the chef who wants to be called who calls Joey Dragon in yes, uh, Friends. Yes, that yes, guy. We got yes, there. Yeah, that yes. guy's a fucking asshole in Friends. Yeah. So that doesn't guy... he like hit Monica? He does like <laughs> he does like terrible things. Yeah, he, he's such a bu- he's a bully to Monica. Yeah, right. Like, he like actually bullies Monica. Yeah. Um. So that guy, which Monica was no saint herself. No, but dear God, not. people, huge homophobe. Uh. But that guy reminds me. Remi- Ray reminded me of that guy in his like stand-up, just in the way he did his delivery. And that guy, without knowing the answer to this, he definitely played Ray's cousin. He yes. had to have. Yeah. Who else would you have play a relative <laughs> exactly. that isn't a tall, depressed guy? Um, yeah, uh, I was watching a video of it said like the secrets of everybody loves Raymond, what? and it was like Ray made more money than everybody, and it was just like a clickbait type of thing. But one of them was uh, one of them was uh, Brad Garrett had an expensive divorce. Everybody's had an expensive. And it divorce. was like, oh, you mean a celebrity got divorced <laughs> yeah. and lost money in it? I'm shocked. I'm floored. It's like he even admitted it on a late night television appearance. And it was just him being like, I just got divorced and I lost a lot of money. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Well, I found out a fucking bombshell about everybody loves Raymond. This is where I I got that. Yeah. Uh, One of the twins committed suicide after the show ended. So this bit of information was slipped into. Hey, you want to know some deep secrets about Everybody Loves Raymond? Ray made a lot of money. Brad Garrett got divorced. One of the twins fucking killed himself. Like, it's like the last what? one. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're really burying the lead there. Yeah. Um, that fucking shocked me. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They could, Apparently the show finished when the twins were uh, teenagers, and uh, they, it was they had to 
adjust back to real life and one of the kids fucking killed himself and the parents afterwards said it couldn't be depression because we asked him if he was depressed i looked it up and it said that if you have to ask somebody if you have to ask somebody if they're depressed it means that you're at least suspicious that they're depressed like i mean i don't i obviously don't know this family but i found that interesting that they were like if whatever you say don't say that he was depressed also like if you're if your son kills himself is a there is that, that could have been depressed. that could have been a factor. Yes. Um, I didn't I didn't realize that uh, one the twins were on that show from the time that they were fourteen months old. Ooh, fourteen months! That's fucking crazy. Mm. Uh, and I also didn't realize that uh, Allie on the show was their actual real life sister. Yeah, so they just like stole a whole family and was like, "You're my family now." Yeah, they took a family for a little bit. You know what I was wondering uh, in the previews uh, before the Meg, they showed a preview for uh, King Kong, the one with Randy, and they sh- it Godzilla. opens on uh, Godzilla. Sorry, <laughs> they open it opens on Millie Bobby Brown, and I was like. Is Millie Bobby Brown going to be a good actor? Actress. Don't be problematic. No, you I know that. Yeah, I okay. Know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, is she going to be good, good at acting? Because she's been thrown into, like, when you're a child actor, do you get to develop and, like, refine your chops? Because everything you do is just on the big screen. I mean, it's happened, obviously, like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, did she become a good actress? Uh, she's fine. She, enough to shape out a career. Yeah, but I think that that's because everyone's kind of making fun of her. They're it's, like, it's "Hey, let's make move. a movie. We'll <laughs> put Drew Barrymore in it." It's a weird move. That guy's bringing the big guy. That guy's bringing his popcorn home. You've never seen that before? No. Oh man, that's very common. Really? Yeah. What a fucking. I think it's weird. I, I've never done it, Carrying but I for sure seen popcorn out of the movie because theater? you can get free refills. What? Yeah. So you stop off and you're like, "Hey, fill it up, bitch! I paid nine dollars for this." And then you <laughs> you bring it home. That's bizarre. Uh, no, I've never gotten a large popcorn anyway. No, yeah. It's too excessive. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, Drew Barrymore, like, there's been a bunch of child, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, but Neil Patrick Harris, like, a lot of them go away for a little bit. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if Millie Millie Bobby Brown went away for a little bit. Millie Bobby Brown's probably going to pull a Portman and go to Harvard or something. Yeah. And, and like, all the the Harry Potter kids, they kind of disappeared for a little bit, and uh, they're still doing stuff. Who are the Harry Potter kids other than Emma Watson? They're all English. Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Uh, who played uh, Ron? Rupert Grint. I've never heard that name in my life. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's he's probably doing stuff like in Last Europe. person named Rupert I heard was uh, Rachel McAdams' uh, boyfriend briefly, but the time it never ended up happening in uh, About Time. Really? Is yeah, the, Rupert? Yeah, you know what guy I'm talking about? No. Yeah. Uh, he when when he travels back in time a bunch of times to meet Rachel McAdams again, uh, she has a boyfriend one of the times, and it's because he like let her get away, and then she met a guy at a party, and that his name's Rupert, and they have a meal together, and he asks them, he's like, "Hi, it's very nice to meet you. What day and when exactly <laughs> did you meet?" And they tell him, the and then he travels back in time and prevents them from meeting. <laughs> That's the so fucking movie. creepy. That is. We need to make like a. We've done an about time episode, right? But we need to make like a like a fucking stable of weird fucking love stories. That multiplicity for sure. Like, hey, honey, in order to spend more time with you, I'm going to clone myself three times so you can have sex with a mentally challenged and uh, also homosexual person, Every and I won't line. be there ever. Every storyline in Love Actually. 
is the, like a very weird love story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought when you said love, actually, for some reason, I was thinking the Notebook. You, you, you haven't seen the Notebook, right? I sure have seen the Notebook uh, multiple times. Ooh, yeah, I haven't. Oh, really? No, oh, yeah, I think we've discussed this, but uh, was it? You should. It's who, a great movie. Was it Feidelberg who also hasn't seen it? Uh, maybe. I think he might have gotten mad at you when you said that you didn't see it. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Could somebody, somebody. I thought it was Feidelberg said like I'm saving uh, the Notebook for my first wife. That sounds. Like it also could have been right, but it also sounds like a me line. So That's I'm wondering. True. I'm like, did I just say that in front of Feidelberg? I don't know. At some point, that was said, and Feidelberg may or may not have been there. Uh, yeah. One of the other stories that I wanted to talk about on uh, on this episode was uh, I don't even know if this is a real story. So let me check this real quick. But the Dr. Piper thing. Yeah. Oh, it's real. Is it really? Oh, they, no, Did they didn't know it if it was real, but it was just posted. Okay. Somebody posted that that uh, okay. Dr. Pepper posted top bottom. And uh, yeah, there's verse. A, there's an advertisement. Well, that's the first time that I heard it. Heard verse. I I had to look. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, didn't I figured know. it out right. Yeah, I figured it meant like versatile. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I guess in the gay community, there's or I guess it could be in any community, any sexual community. Uh, top, bottom, and then if you do both, yeah, your verse. Yeah. Uh, and but I would I would think that that's like a a, a gay gay slang because yeah, because it's like it, taking or giving okay yeah uh, and uh so there's a dr pepper advertisement that's serviced online that has the bottom of a dr pepper can and it says bottom top of a dr pepper can it says top and then it has the like the straight on from the dr pepper can and it says verse and so now everybody's wondering is dr pepper gay the question that everybody's been asking if so what a way to say it <laughs> like that could you could have conveyed it in so many different ways you could have had like uh someone play dr pepper a la uh norm mcdonald playing the colonel and or reba mcintyre playing the colonel or whoever plays the colonel now the tag uh, does rob oh, riggle it's, no it's uh it's uh jason alexander now is it? it just came out this week yeah jesus how many fucking colonels <laughs> are you gonna have dude but that's the joke oh okay that they just keep switching it and i think that's hilarious oh yeah okay that's good so then just get get some like i get justin guarini who oh justin guarini does do the dr pepper commercials who's justin guarini the american idol guy yeah justin guarini plays the dr pepper guy no he doesn't does he yeah the it's the sweet no one. that's justin guarini yeah dude i didn't know that how the fuck did you not the know prince, look at him the prince impersonator Wait, you didn't know I was Justin no. Guarini? I think you're supposed to... I think they even say, they're like, what's Justin Guarini doing here? Really? It's like, yeah, it's so clearly Justin Guarini. Well, it's funny I've because never... you're like, I haven't thought about that yeah, guy exactly. in exactly. I don't even know what that guy looks like off the top of my head. And like, even when oh, he's in front of me, I wouldn't be like, that's Justin Guarini. How could you forget that hair? Well, he doesn't have that hair in the in the commercial. I think he it's does. It's sort of like he's slicked got, back like Prince. He's got like a bandana yeah. going on. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, what fucked me up. Who did he date? Did he date nobody. like Britney Spears? No, that there was, was somebody Justin that Timberlake was, did. I know that, and he sort of had similar hair. But yeah, uh, no, I thought Justin Guarini was like uh, was dating somebody. Wasn't at, he related to Justin American, Timberlake? Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, the tagline on this ad, by the way, is a queer drink for diverse drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so Dr Pepper, if you are a gay drink, yeah, you for sure have a new customer. But what well, a makes fucking sense weird I way! I like Dr Pepper anyway. So I don't like Dr Pepper. I I'm, love Dr Pepper. I, I'm not a soda drinker. I only drink it three times a day. Uh, and last time I drank Dr Pepper, this was gross. I threw up. 
Okay. I drank Dr. Pepper like, uh, that's like the only soda that I drank this summer. When I, I was a drank kid, I... cape because it had a special label and I was like, this is dope. When I was a kid, I liked Dr. Pepper. It's because it's got that vanilla, it's got everything in it. 23 favors, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, has anyone ever called that bluff? It's just like, like, all right, fine, show Yeah, get a fucking uh, DNA test. Yeah. How many fucking flavors you rock in Dr. Pepper? There's like six. It's. I, I really think that if this is a real ad, we should stick it in a fucking time capsule. Because <laughs> in 50 years, people are going to be like, well, in 50 years, we're all going to be dead. But in 50 right. years, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like even whose idea yeah. was that to be like, hey, this soda can right. has gay sex. No matter how much time has changed, nothing, there will never be a time where the, someone's like, Hey, because I've, I mean, how, how much have they conveyed heterosexual sex with like, so with like any, any sex with cans? Yeah. I've just never seen that before. Coke's, I guess Coke's not out here like cornering the straight market by being like, Hey, our Coke cans only fuck puss. But I do know. But so I will, I'll say this. I've, t- I've reached this point. Uh, I love that the first, uh, can sex thing to happen was, was gay, gay. That's, right? That's true. Like that, getting out ahead of the game. I'm totally on board with that because I th- honestly, if some, because now so- if you're straight, you're an asshole. Well, like, like if 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 like they come out and they're like, hey, Coke's for straights. It's like, right. oh, you can't do that. Well, uh, no, honestly, if, if actually s- they did, they did do that. Remember, there was the, uh, wasn't there? Was it Dr Pepper that was like Dr Fe- Pepper for men? Oh my God! Yes, yeah. yeah it was like a. It was like a. Was it like joint with Burger King? It was like a thing. It was a bunch know. of men walking down it? the street and marching. Uh yeah, I yeah. Think so yeah, it was like and a, was a, a man's march, yes, which isn't yes. awesome. Oh my God! Is I was it Dr Pepper? We've probably talked about it on this. I I I remember seeing that and being like, "This is what brunch was made for." We have to talk about how bad that is. Oh, for guys. So maybe this is them slowly come around and apologizing. No, but but either that or uh, but it, it Dr Pepper ten because it was ten calories, but it's for guys. Uh, so uh, if if a soda came out with a thing saying that cans were having sex and it was like a phallic, like a P and V type of thing, a natural like my reaction would have been like, a f- well, fucking imagine if like they did that with a gay thing and how how up in arms everybody would get. But you fuckers are allowed to come out and do that. I like. That the first one that has happened in this uh, burgeoning can sex world is gay. So uh, maybe. maybe kudos to you, Dr. Pepper. It's still very odd that that's how you went with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe the first attempt for marketing uh, Dr. Pepper towards uh, men was like an attempt to be like, hey, hey, men. And only men. Yes. We're trying to make a. a just a, a world a of men's party just <laughs> nothing and it just got men. misconstrued so now right. they're coming out and just being like hey there's no right. way that this gay. is gay yes. yes. yeah that's well that, that's not saying like we are for the gays we're saying like we they're saying we, we are, are gay actually gay yes. like this soda that's true this soda that you did not think had uh feelings and beliefs and a sexual <laughs> identity fucking does and boy let me tell you it's gay hell yeah i'm talking myself into thinking like, that dr pepper is, is kind of great yeah. for this again like i would have went about it in a different way probably yeah rather than just like throwing yourself out there to be like let's have gay sex but it forced me to look up a uh gay sex term so 
I didn't even have to. Owens, like, it just taught me a gay sex term. Right, but I was what I really want to get was like, do they say verse or verse? Because ah, because so versatile would, is you would do yeah, verse, reverse, yeah. But like you would say if something's yeah, like verse, like durs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, durs. So did you find out what it, it is? Verse. Uh, no, I realized, uh, Urban Dictionary doesn't have a pronunciation guide. Ah, damn it. Yeah. So, we, we definitely have a, a, a gay following. Please let us know how to pronounce verse. Yeah. 